drama this week, mm-hmm. good and bad. I was so into these last two episodes. <laughs> First, I want to say about Mindy and Zach. When Mindy told him to GTFO, get the F out, I pictured Will Smith, the Prince of Bel-Air, getting kicked out the front door. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's funny. It, it makes me think of Mariah Carey's song. Like, she actually has a GTFO song. And it's just her telling her man to, like, go stay at a friend's house. Go get out of here. Like, it's just her listing different places he could go that aren't there. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I was like, yes! Bye, Zach! Deuces! <laughs> I felt like Dr. Vina Viana. I was like, let me contain my smile because ultimately this is not a very... Well, I was going to say just at the end of the day, it is still sad. I mean, Mindy put her whole effort into this. She did. And then all you see is him just be like, yeah, I still don't care. Yeah. I was just, oh my gosh. My stock, I was so adamant and I had stock in them for so long. And what a failure. What a failure of a. I just, I really thought they were going to work it out. I did. I don't know. Like, no one else thought that. I just, I thought that there was something there. Well, can we talk about how his big secret that he had on her, the big secret that we have been leading up to that has clearly been bothering this man for this whole season is that he heard through her friend that her ex asked if he could pick her up from the airport Mm -hmm. and then didn't, that didn't end up happening. You know, her friend, her other friend picked her up and it was fine. She wasn't having like contact with this ex or hanging out with him or seeing him. But Zach, instead of being able to just like go to her and be like, Hey, what's going on here? He held this over her for so long. And like, I have been saying for the longest time that this man has something on his mind. There is some little detail in his head he cannot get past and if he would just talk about it we could get past it but he is so stuck on that and this is the thing this is the thing like it was I was like that was the dumbest like lead up to something that was so insignificant and it turned out to be a lie and it wasn't even true like it it was a misunderstanding as the the in-house Zach apologist, uh, I'm just going to step up here and say, okay, so now that we have the full information, you are totally right. You're spot on. There was something that he had in the back of his mind that was stopping him from putting his all in the relationship. And now we know that it was, so it seems like what a little slightly before the honeymoon when he was talking to Lindsay, it was on the honeymoon. Was it? The, was it at the it honeymoon? Was, uh, it was. Yeah, on the honeymoon, she texted her, got a text from her ex, and then picking up from the airport after when they got home. The honeymoon. Okay, so let's just let's let's put let's. I'm going to put myself in Zach's shoes as I normally do to try to apologize for him. Um, so you know, because at the wedding day, we kind of I think we all agreed that there was great chemistry on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. So he was putting in his all at that point. Then this information comes in with his, with uh, her friend. And at this point, he views her as her friend, right? Like he saw her at the wedding. She was a, uh, a bridesmaid or something like that. And she contacts him or he contacts her and she says, Hey, just so you know, she went to pick up an ex. No, it was that the ex was going to pick her up from the airport after the honeymoon. 
Yeah, the okay. ex wanted to pick her up. And so that like, was the whole thing that we realized was a problem. It was that he, what did he say? You wouldn't even know the person's name if I told you. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. But like, come and, on. Like, we all knew, we all knew who it was. Oh, right? Michael like, over here, like, giving us some <laughs> fabrications, I, like, exaggerations. I, I definitely think he's the worst. I don't, I'm not going to fully defend him even though i'm kind of defending him all i'm saying is he the the thing i've noticed with him is he hates conflict like that's why he talks around in circles that's why he never gives you a straight answer hmm? oh i thought you were saying something okay sorry. <laughs> okay uh but like i think to kind of go back i think he he hates conflict he's unable to deal with conflict he had this information from a friend or someone he thought was a friend to Mindy. She came in with this whole Mindy might be cheating. That's essentially what it was. Mindy might be cheating on you. And instead of him being able to con- talk to Mindy about it, he hated conflict so much. that He's like, I'm just going to hold this over you. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. But like, it kind of makes sense why he wasn't trying anymore. That's all I'm saying. But like it was clear. But that's the whole problem is he didn't even try to talk to her. And if it hadn't been this, it would have been something else. It and, well, and we, you know, do realize how small this was, right? Okay. Don't get me wrong. X wanted to pick, you know, her up from the airport. It could sound like a big thing. Oh, they're still talking. They could still be wanting to get back together. You don't know. You don't know. But literally this is one an example of almost saying like, oh, someone I saw on the street talked to my significant other. Oh my gosh, they don't want to be with me anymore. It's, it's one of those kind of very small things that you can blow up to be the biggest problem in the world if you just create the own scenario in your head. Mm-hmm. And sure. that's going to happen in every relationship. It could be something as small as a dream. I dream Max cheated on me, so I'm going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you cheat on me in my dream? You know what you did. All this being said, though, like, I'm so proud of her, like you said, for standing up to her boundaries. Like, once she had that lunch with her friends and they kind of talked her through it and, like, I mean, they were never going to be swayed towards Team Zach throughout this whole experience. And that's been kind of part of the problem. But at this point, I think she needed that. The the kind of like cold hard facts of like, look, this dude isn't treating you well. Like he's like talking to your friend behind your back who like probably isn't being a good friend at all. I'm I'd be surprised if they still had a relationship now. And like like you you said that these were your deal breakers, these are your boundaries, and he has not upheld those like you made it perfectly clear and he hasn't upheld those so like this is it like this is what you said was going to happen it's now done and she she followed through she didn't even cheers him he's like over there oblivious like we've had such a wonderful week like we made such wonderful progress (laughs) and she's just like yeah you haven't been (laughs) great like yeah have you asked how i'm doing i'm not doing great at all (laughs) exactly and if you see the series of events to be like zach and so almost, I don't even know what the word is to say it, but non-confrontational while being confrontational to be like, you have this big secret against, um, you know, that you've been keeping from me and I can't believe you, but I'm not going to tell you what it is to then let's take, you know, this week that apparently they had a great time together, be like, okay, finally, I'll tell you what the secret is. Oh, and I'll also come over, but only stay the night in the other room. You kind of have these series of events. That's like Zach 
doesn't really want to try. He is only going through the emotions. And then later on to realize he's been talking to your friend multiple times behind your back. And also, mind you, keeping a secret for her, protecting her when really, wait, who who are you here for? Are you here for Mindy or are you here for Lindsay? Mm-hmm. He will be open with Lindsay and talk to everything about her and protect her. But where is any of this for his actual wife? Mm-hmm. And then be like, yeah, it was probably Lindsay that told me, I, you know, I guess you put that one together. And it's like, wait a second, like when in this entire series of events are you going to own up to something, talk about it, be a partner in this relationship and want to see this go forward? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And like seeing how Dr. Viviana handled that was like my favorite where she comes over to his place and they sit down. He's like, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. How are you? And he's like, I feel like we've had a great week. And like, he like didn't even acknowledge the fact that like, clearly she knows that they aren't together anymore, that Mindy broke it off. And he's sitting there just like, Oh, you know about that. (laughs) And like seeing her try to like get straight answers out of him. I'm like, it, like her just so clearly seeing through his bullshit and like yeah. trying to like elicit like well what's actually going on here like really she seemed to be trying to understand him and like even her like a licensed professional in, in people like couldn't figure out what this man was trying to say like what? yeah I just yeah. like I guess I agree with everything you guys are saying it just it seems like you guys are viewing this more as a comedy which i get because this is so stupid and he was being so stupid i kind of view it more as a tragedy honestly because i like i think like you're correct he should have talked to her from the beginning the moment you heard this and it's clearly on your mind like talk to her don't don't try to do all this stupid mind games it's ridiculous i totally agree but like we've seen it with other couples in this season Sometimes people have a hard time letting something go. He, for whatever reason, thought in the beginning of the very early in the relationship that she was cheating on him. Like, that's why he never put his in his all in this. Like, it's easy for us to say, yeah, like, yeah, it's true. He didn't try. He didn't do any of the things that he was supposed to do, but he didn't do that because he thought she was cheating on him. Like, it's, I don't know. I just, like, I wonder how this would have played out if, that whole friend conversation didn't happen. And like, and I appreciate she had her line of like, okay, you do this. It's over. I totally appreciate that. And that's the right thing to do. And Mindy's a fucking saint. Like she's the best, but like, it's, I just, I can't like, it seems like once they had that conversation, he was actually trying, but it was just too late. Like she mentioned, like we were seeing each other now more afterwards uh, like it seemed like he was trying and he is a little too late to, <laughs> to be doing that. Late. It's too little too late. So I totally get that. But I just, I feel like, like we see with other couples and it's not just because other couples are doing it. I get that doesn't mean it's right. But if someone has something in their mind and they don't talk about it and they just hold on to that thing, like that's, that's why he was being this way. This is why he couldn't just straight up. And on top of that, we know he didn't find her, physically attractive in the beginning. Plus you think she's cheating on you. Like they had no chance. They had no chance. But also like you can't, when you're, when you're in a relationship, if there's something that you're upset about with the other person 
you can't expect them to be a mind reader and know what's going on. If you can't bring it up, if you can't share that, it's not fair to hold that over them. It's just not because we're, we are not able to read each other's minds. Like as much time as I spend with you, Wagu, like we live together. I don't know what you're thinking all the time. As much as I wish I could sometimes, I can't. And like, that is such an unfair expectation to just be like, well, you should know. Or like, you know, back when they had that dinner and he was first, like, I have this secret on you, like think real hard. It's like, that is just, it's just not fair. And it's yeah. so just that's not how anything works. And yeah, I can, you know, maybe see to your point of go that he was starting to try, but I also still have a tough time with it because his form of starting to try is very minimalist. And okay, maybe that's part of Zach's personality. We're clearly seeing that from day one. He almost is a put enough effort that I need to kind of guy, maybe. I mean, maybe. This is maybe just this one situation we're seeing. But to the point that Mindy is over and above putting in everything she can to this relationship, there is almost a level of giving that Zach just can't match. Mm -hmm. And that's clearly saying that, hey, Zach, you may be trying to be honest here and maybe trying to talk things through, but it's almost like, where are you two now? And does that really match up? Mm -hmm. I just, I just think if I was in his situation and I'm dating, well, they're married. So you're recently married to a person and that person's friend contacts you and says, just so you know, she might be cheating on you. My instinct would be, well, why is this friend? Like this friend has nothing to gain from telling me this. So I need to be careful. Like I, I, I could see why he would think that. Now I would then immediately talk to the person and go, hey, just so you know, I heard this. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So I, I definitely think he did it the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. don't avoid, if you feel like you have that strong of a feeling, don't try to avoid conflict. This is what happens. Like, you end up in this situation where nobody's happy. Mm-hmm. And that's but, a for an example of, you know, sorry, I'm at, go ahead. Oh, no, that's cool. No, go ahead. You're good. I was gonna say, that's just a very straightforward example of high school drama off of rumor and gossip, right? Yeah. Right. You, like, right. who is this relationship really about? If you are letting someone, and maybe it's true, I mean, ultimately, relationships, um, unfortunately, do have cheaters in them, and you have to find out from another source, et cetera, et cetera. This happens. And maybe that's what he was thinking. But to also take that back and be like, this is someone I just met. So the, the partner that I just met, you know, Zach, me and Mindy. This is also the friend that I just met that I don't know if I can trust. This is a relationship, a marriage that I just got into. Who is my loyalty really to? And to then take that to be, okay, this could be a, a piece of information that's true, but that's how rumors get started, right? To say someone told me something that may or may not be true. And so I'm going to take it as fact. That's mm-hmm. exactly what gossip is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like, they're so early, they're so early that he, you know, he doesn't know if she's a tr- like, we now know that she's a truthful person. She wouldn't do something like that. But what, they were what, two, three days into their marriage. I just... Like I, I, like I said, I really think it's a tragedy. Like they could have been something great. Oh yeah. And he like let the whole not being able to address the elephant in the room thing affect him. And it's like, 
if you thought she was cheating on you, just tell her. If you thought that she was talking to her ex, tell her. Come on. Yeah, you're not fixing anything by ignoring it. You're perpetuating the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, I really think if it hadn't been this, it would have been something else. If this dude is this averse to conflict, then like, what? Your conflict is a normal part of life. Like, you're going to come across something else and it's going to be an issue. Are you not going to be able to talk about it then either? So I think even if this whole situation hadn't happened and maybe the only like main barrier that they were trying to overcome was the attraction thing, then like we just would have seen this happen at a different time in a different way. Like that's a basic skill. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and also like, I, I get your, your view of it being a tragedy because I feel like Mindy was, is the perfect person for this show. She, she could have been a Jessica and Austin. Like she's mm-hmm. like one of those people who were just super ready and super prepared and capable of doing this really well. And it's really unfortunate that it played out the way that it did, because like, I agree, like they could have been great, but there's just some like really fundamental skills that were lacking from him that like, you can't get around that. If you can't talk about conflict, like talk about the hard stuff. Maybe we'll see Mindy on second chances. Maybe, which I would love to see that. (laughs) Of course she's going to be on second chances. Are we kidding? Like, are we Oh, they basically please. made that show for her. Like, that's what this <laughs> no, is. Come I, on. I bet. I And I'm so excited. I can't wait to, to finish the season so that I can go and follow all of these people on Instagram and see like where they are now. Because that's my favorite thing to do. But I, I guarantee that after this show was done, she found somebody who was like amazing. It seems like that's just how it happens. Where she like just got enough exposure to like be connected with that person almost where it's just like hey everyone look at this wonderful woman who's now available then the <laughs> rock know, goes over and calls her <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, so much in this show just her strength and she's independence and confidence in herself she's like listen i know my worth and i'm not looking to let another person come between that sure. i love that we all need to learn from mindy and have that that sense of self-confidence. Yeah. And I, I mean, it also showed she's going to be great. That divorce party, all her friends showed up. They all support her. <laughs> this, girl, this is two months of her life that was bumpy and she's not proud. She's not. Yeah. She's, she's fine. Bad. She'll be uh-huh. fine. The only thing I feel bad about is like, you know, her parents are like, I told you so. We'll be here trying to get a man through a reality TV. What are you doing? <laughs> like, maybe that's a hundred percent what they're doing. Like or hurt like that. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even show up to the wedding. So they're like, we knew this was going to be garbage beforehand. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's an awkward conversation. But also, I feel like she's well equipped to handle any of it. Like, I feel like her, honestly, her biggest strength is that she puts herself in a vulnerable place over and over and over and doesn't stop doing it. Like how many chances did she give him? How many rough conversations did they have? And then the next day they spent time together and she was fully there. She was present. She wasn't passive aggressive. She was giving it her all like what a great role model (laughs) of like an example of how to be that person that um, can kind of like go the long run in relationships or just really any situation. Like that's, that is real strength, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think those are a couple of big learning lessons for everybody. Well, I would say definitely for me, but for a lot of us to say, one, don't let the past phase you. Mm-hmm. Once things happen, they already happen, still bring yourself to the table and, and, you know, you control to an extent, you control your own emotions and you can really be involved and, and not let things get to you. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a hypocrite when I say that because I let things get to me. <laughs> but to also then be like, 
at the end, I think this would have been better to see in the beginning a little bit to have her limits of these are the hard and fast rules that you cannot break. And once you do, we're done. I would have maybe liked to see that then. Uh, obviously, hindsight 2020. Maybe like to see that in the beginning to be like, listen, I'm happy we're committing to this. This is a conversation we want to have together. We want this to grow. And that's something we each need to know to be like, what are the big don'ts? For me personally, that if someone crosses this line, it's it's mm-hmm. done. Because otherwise we can all be convinced to stay no matter what the situation is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she, no one can say she didn't try. Like she put her all into it. And that's that's the best thing. Yeah. So I, I definitely, like you said, I think she's going to be just fine after this show. Definitely. Um, and my, guys, my guy, uh, Zach... It's not. It's not looking good for you, man. So I'm going to ask you guys a real, real tough question here. Do you think that Mindy and Zach? I can't even get through the question without laughing. Do you think they're going to last? Living <laughs> back together. <laughs> Is there any hope for reconciliation at all? I mean, th- this is done. They had a divorce party. Like, it's it's done. I'm literally asking you this as I'm writing down no for each of us and like our yeah. little record keeping system here. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. RIP Mindy and Zach, but can't wait to see what Mindy does next. Exactly. That's a good way to sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. Tis Zach, you could have had a real one. <laughs> you could have had a bad bitch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have her enter to that song on the reunion show. helped you with your career at least a little (laughs) all right um okay so next couple we've got here derek and katie um as i like to call them the millennial couple uh is the the nickname i want to give them because this is just high school slash (laughs) early college the relationship slash up slash down have a fight and then make up again and have another big fight and then make up again. And <laughs> true. They've taken it quite a bit with this one. You, you yep. glanced over at someone you're cheating on me now. Like just they, like there's, there's no <laughs> in between oh with them. Um, <laughs> clearly I'm kind of throwing my cards out there, how I feel, but uh, <laughs> Ashley, uh, what was your, uh, your thoughts on Derek and uh, Katie for these uh, two episodes? Yeah. So, Honestly, in my mind, like once we saw them have their um, big blow up fight when they were at the couple's weekend and Katie was getting like really upset and jealous about how he was acting around the other girls, whatever. She she kind of let it slip, I think, how she really feels. She said something along the lines of you don't act like a loser or a weirdo around them. And I was like, oh my oh, gosh, there so it is. <laughs> I, yeah. I am telling you the main problem that she has with this man. And she, I don't think she's getting more like bold about just saying it outright. But I think her, the root of her problem with him is that he is a man child. And look, if that's where you're at in life, cool. Own it. He owns it, honestly. Like he, he's not trying to hide it or anything like that. Yeah. But she cannot accept that. And she doesn't find that part of Derek attractive. And I think that's causing her to lose respect for him. And once you lose respect for your partner, it's hard to walk back from that. And I think that's really the root of all of these different issues where like when he has the moments when he's really sweet and mature and like emotionally there for her and like really 
locked into like Katie and Derek moments, you know, like you can tell she's okay because that's the side of him that she wants to see all the time. But when that man child part comes out, when he's just like living wild and free, like living his best life, just having a weekend with some, you know, other people in a house, like she cannot handle it because it's just like, Oh God, I'm with this man baby. And how is he acting like he's not that with them? And they have this perception of him and like just getting so tied up in her head. So like, I'll stop there, but I, I think that's really the like core of their issue. Uh, yeah, you go, you, you go ahead. Cause I, I kind of have a different <laughs> opinion. Honestly, I'm a lot harder on her than. Uh, well, go ahead. Let's- I'm not saying she's out like she's wrong or she's perfect. <laughs> so, okay. If I, if I'm going to go in, let me preface this by saying in terms of people I'd want to hang out with on this show, Katie is number one. Like she would be <laughs> the best. Like I want to like go out and like, we like go to different places, go like bar hopping. Like she would be fun. She would be super fun, super chill. Like I want her as a friend in my life. It would be great. I would never date a person like her with a 10 foot pole. Like <laughs> dang, it is insane. It is absolutely in fucking sane. Like, okay, let me get this right. Let me, let me understand sit back and let you go. her anger. He reads to you a poem that he made in, high school was a freshman year of high school, which was actually okay. It wasn't a bad poem for a person that young. Like it was actually okay. And your anger is that you think you're jealous about the hypothetical girl that he's writing about. You you want me to, I'm sorry, what? Like that, that makes (laughs) sense. This is your girl. This is your girl. Like this makes sense to you. Like how in the world? So then she's still angry about that. She's still mad. They go on the next day. She's not talking to him. She's being quiet, all this stuff. And then when they go on the couple's retreat, he's being nice to the other people there. And she's like, you're never this nice to me. She's. Don't see him as a good person. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is crazy girlfriend 101. I'm not, I'm not having none of this. Like this girl's crazy. And like, you can't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She then has the, like, she constantly calls him a man child and you're right. He's not the most mature of individuals. She's throwing tantrums the entire time. Yeah, yeah. She, that's like one of the scenes she's hiding underneath the covers because she doesn't want to talk to him. She's a grown person in her mid-20s who like has a job and teaches kids and she's hiding underneath the covers. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse for this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think she's a really cool person. I think she's really... Uh, great personality as a friend, but she is just, she's so insecure that the only reason this is happening is because he was talking to Taylor, who was a very attractive person. If we're going to be completely honest, if he was talking to a person who she didn't consider attractive, this wouldn't even be happening. She's fucking insecure. That's the problem. And for him to like, he's constantly trying to placate and constantly trying to make it right. I don't even see why he's doing that anymore. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tell her, Hey, I love you. Or I care a lot about you, but you're being a a child right now. Like you gotta be real with her. If you're going to be her person and she's going to be your person. And she kind of, she jokes around and says, Hey, you can call me a bitch when I'm being a bitch. He needs to start doing that. I wouldn't use the word bitch. I don't like that. But like, if she's being a child, tell her she's being a child. I'm, I'm just, 
That's it. I'm done. Rant's yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Rant done. <laughs> One thing I, I noticed a little bit, I saw this flipped between Mindy and Zach, was that Derek was like the one who, hey, I know you're going to be like this. That's fine. You are who you are. But please, let's try to keep working this out. I saw a little bit of similarities between how Derek is constantly trying to solve arguments and come back together and talk like what Mindy's trying to do in a different way with Mm -hmm. their relationship to say, I don't want to just call it quits because we had an argument kind of thing. So I liked that he kept going back to that because sometimes you may need that person in a relationship. You may have someone who in this case, doesn't really know how to get through things on their own. So that's what, you know, that's what their partner's there for. They help you when you can't get through things. And so here is Derek being like, I don't want to walk away from this. I want to talk. Let's get through this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And even when it's something as simple as holding your hands and being like, I want you. Super cute. Love that. And I will say, I totally agree. <laughs> Katie's being very mature and it's kind of getting old. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She yeah. wants to blow up over everything. And don't get me wrong, people have our insecurities. That's fine. Um, that's what your partner, you know, can definitely accept about you. We, you know, we all are not perfect, and that's part of being together, right? You accept the, the great and the and the not so great about the person. Oh my gosh, so Katie, just take something to be like, he's being nice to somebody else. I can't handle this. I can't. I'm just like, okay, the root of the issue is you're right. He is way more lax about life and has this approach to be, you know, live in the moment, have fun. He has this mature side to him, mm-hmm. but it's more like a 70-30, whereas Katie is 30-70. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, mm-hmm. yes, I can have fun. I can, you know, like that you sold the, ge- the keys to the golf cart, which whatever. <laughs> but the rest of the 70%, we're serious and talking about mature adult stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting when they had their um, like counseling session or whatever with Dr. Viviana. Right. And they talk about like the dreams thing a little bit. And Katie talks about how, when she was a kid, like both, they're both, you know, kids of divorce, which like <laughs> who isn't these days, but um, <laughs> Mabel, apparently. <It's> the only- <laughs> how, is it, how is it having both your parents together? About that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like to joke about my parents' divorce because it makes me cope with it much better. Yeah, you so, got double the, you here got we are. Double the Christmases, you know, it's cool. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I thought was interesting in that is I think it sounds like Katie and Derek dealt with their, their parents' separations very differently. And I, I completely relate to how Katie felt where she um, felt like, I mean, they both grew up very fast, you know, like they kind of had to do that really early And her way of handling it was like very head on of like problem solving, kind of taking more responsibility, taking more control, being um, kind of an active participant and trying to make sure that everything kind of settles eventually. And it sounds like Derek maybe took the more of a approach of like really clinging to um, that like innocence of childhood and, and not letting that be stolen away from him, despite like all the stress of, you know, the, the difficulties going on in the home. And he kind of escaped more into that, like, um, I don't, I don't know what to say, like not fantasy world, but like a little bit more of like that playful side of just like, this is the the place I go to escape and be safe and keep myself. And she went into like, that's got to, I've got to leave that behind so that I can take care of this stuff now. Cause that's that, that time in my life is over and I'm 10, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? And so I think, cause like I can relate to Katie very much in that. And like, you, there's kind of this feeling of like a, a loss where you, you lose part of that, like innocent, playful, naive, you know, free side that, you know, you kind of had to accelerate out of or only have for a brief moment in time. So like, there's a like anger there. And so seeing someone else who went through a similar situation and they're still very much in that phase, like they held on to that so tightly that they're not going to ever let it go. It seems like seeing them just like as an adult still have that is like, it can be kind of infuriating, honestly, because it's like, how, how, how do you get to like still have fun? Like I didn't get to have fun. I had to make these hard decisions. I had to keep it all together. I had to do all this stuff. And like, I didn't have the space to do that. And so I think, and that's probably 100% projection. But like, if I were her in that situation, I think that's how I would see him as like, just dude, like, are you, are you oblivious to the realities of, of the world? And it's not that he's oblivious. He's just coping in a different way. That's a really good point. Cause um, when I think about my own life and how some people don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy being an optimist sometimes, but others who are even more optimist, I'm just like, how can you be, and I see it exactly that way. How can you be oblivious sometimes? Mm. But that's a really good point to say he's just handling it differently. And I definitely agree that he doesn't, let me use double negative here. He doesn't not see the realities of what his life circumstances have been and how he maybe have let it affect him. I think he sees it as a way to be like, almost be like, okay, that's over there. I'm over here almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like he kind of, his instinct was to kind of be like, okay, y'all are dealing with this problem over here. So I'm going to look out for me and not in a, in a selfish way or anything, but that was just how he kept himself. Okay. And Katie saw it as like, okay, there's a problem over here. I got to go help. Yeah. And so the helper is going to look at the person that stepped away. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you not understand? Like, there's just a mismatch there. So I think, like, again, that to me is the root of the issue here is she doesn't respect, like, she's losing respect for him if she even has it. And she really doesn't like that part of him. She resents it. And even though they can have these moments of being playful when they're, you know, quote unquote, stealing a golf cart, I guarantee that was one of the amenities at this place that they're staying. Like, come on. I know. It was in the drawer. Like, what? You asked the producer, hey, can I drive this car? Yeah. Exactly. I had a camera already rigged on it. What are you talking about? Like, exactly. (laughs) But, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, if they have those moments of play together and, like, they're more lighthearted and, like, she's clearly all about that. And that's when they get to both tap into that that like freedom and that childlike kind of play and that whimsical sort of side. And they both seem to really love it, but like that those windows have to be lined up just perfectly for that to be perceived by her as Mm. playful, flirty, fun, adventurous, and not uh, naive and young and, you know, oblivious. I was sorry. I want to let also hear your thoughts on this first. Oh, Uh, you know, after the, I've got that rant out of my system, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I think you, you bring some really great insights, Ashley, in terms of, um, she's viewing, I, I understand where she's coming from, where you want the person to be, uh, you know, I'm also a person who tends to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, work focused slash adult 
focus, you know, like all the boring stuff is taking. Are you a Katie? <laughs> See, like, we're both Katie's. That's well, why this works. Here's the <laughs> <I'm telling> thing. <you. laughs> no, kind of true, right? Yeah. Like we're both like yeah. very like our 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 uh, savings are set, or we're working towards our savings. We're working towards saving for a house, like all those type of things. Um, you know, like definitely very mature in that aspect. But you know, I, I think. I think she's that way as well. But then when it's time to party, she will then go all out. And I'm, I'm kind of like that too, where I would do all my things. But then if we're going to party, we're going to party. Like I'm not here to like drink a little bit. Like I'm going to have a great time. So I, I, I get <laughs> where she's coming. I get where she's coming with that. But <laughs> I just, I wonder if this is, if the solution to this would be, actually kind of mentioned this before if she was just paired with an older guy like i think that might be the problem is she needs like a person who is a little whether that's older or more mature but the the point being like i feel like if she had a person who's like oh i have my own house already i have my own uh i have a house i have here's my car here's my 401k is set like i think she wants that type of person so then she could be the fun light one in the relationship where, yeah, Derek still, still has roommates. Yeah. He, you know, doesn't necessarily clean up his stuff and he's still a little childlike. I think maybe that's the thing that's disturbing her. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that they are matched well in that way. I just don't see like, their specific approaches to like the balance between being serious and play. Hmm. It's, it's just, that's not going to mix well long-term. Like they're going to have some fun moments, but like, look, I've been in this relationship before. It was not fun. It feels like a parent child relationship at points when that, when that mismatch is really obvious and like it's long-term it's, it's hard to see how they would, work through this and like and that's not to say that i don't think they're necessarily going to stay together because i think that they're going to try to feel it out but i worry about the longevity of this (laughs) because they just i just don't see that as like them fundamentally being on the same page there yeah like he derek's okay with that but i don't think he is yeah exactly exactly yes but that's that like oblivious thing that you're kind of talking about where i don't think he even realizes this is a bad thing like he's just trying to make it work like, I almost think he needs, like, a bohemian hippie type girl that, like, is like, oh, today I didn't decide to take a shower or whatever. Like, he needs more of that type of energy to go with him. And then she needs more of a stuffy suit, wears a tie to go into work type of person. Well, I think that, like, Derek almost appreciates a little bit that she is a little more straight and narrow because, hey, someone's going to take care of the finances and some of this everyday tedious yeah. stuff that maybe he doesn't really care about as much but i see it as a way to be like derek knows what he is more about in life and is happy with that and he can also appreciate that someone else wants to be a little more serious and is totally okay with that he is gonna i think approach it very similarly to his parents he's gonna be like hey you are doing your stuff over here you want to be upset about this that's fine. I'm here to support you. And that's what we already seeing. Mm-hmm. But he, when he goes to approach Katie after arguments, doesn't be like, you shouldn't be upset. You're doing all these things wrong. He's like, let's talk about it. What can I do to help that kind of stuff? And mm-hmm. I think he 
is okay with Katie being a little more um, about the business a little bit because he's like very separate from that. Do you know what I mean? Like he understands that that is how Katie is and that's fine. That doesn't mean that's how I have to be. But Mm -hmm. I think Katie, when she sees him being super mature, she is worried about herself. She's like, oh, what does that mean? Do, you know, I have to be more childish to be around him. Am I going to lose my independence and strength and, you know, how I have been able to develop my own adult mentality if I am paired with this person? I think that's how she's viewing it because she's almost leaning into that seriousness when she's around him because she's almost yeah. worried about losing it. Yeah. 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 I, I used the analogy when we were watching it where – I think in her mind, she's like this really mature, like got it together person. And he's this like real man child who's just like real wild. And I'm like, okay, I I called him a golden retriever at one point. I don't remember what what episode, but I was like, he has got big golden retriever energy. And I think that she doesn't realize that she's one of those little yappy dogs, like the small ones that just never stop barking. But in her mind, she's like a, a, uh, German Shepherd, and she she resents the fact that he is a golden retriever and wants him to be a German Shepherd too. Where he's like real diligent and like you know regimented and kind of more that like focused business energy. And she cannot accept the fact that she is actually a yappy dog. She's never seen herself in the mirror. She has no idea, and she thinks that she's the one that's being like the you know mature one. But like like you guys said, she throws literal tantrums. She runs away, expects people to follow her. She's crying. She's screaming. She's cussing at him. She's calling him names, like just crossing all sorts of lines. All of them. And then calling him immature. Like, are you serious? Like she literally swore at him. And then when he tried to defend himself, she's like, I can't talk to you when you're like this. I'm like, you literally called him multiple swear words, a dork, a nerd. And he just tried to defend himself. And now he's bad. I I just, I guess when I say the older guy thing, I think she, because you see how awesome and how close she is with her dad. I, it almost feels like she wants a re- dad replacement. And this might be me going out of line and being rude, but like, I feel like she wants someone who will say, who's buttoned up and will do all this stuff. And then when she does something like this, that person goes, yeah, no, I'm not going to let you do that. Like, like put the, their foot down on her. Like if she was to swear that way to her dad, her dad would say, who do, who are you talking to? Like you're not, you can't talk to me that way. I almost feel like she needs a partner who, when she goes like that and starts swearing, that partner will go, no, you don't, I don't talk to you like that. You have no right to talk to me like that. Like well, if that you want us to talk, we can talk. If you want to swear at me, I will leave. Like she needs someone who has a little bit of a backbone and he is such a jelly like, it's like, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I got to make this right. No, you didn't do anything wrong. She's wrong. Tell her she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then go well, on from there. Well, allows her to be, like, immature when she has someone in the backbone because she'd be like, okay, you'll tell me when to stop, basically. You know, you'll tell me what the yeah. boundaries are. You'll manage me. You'll manage <laughs> my feelings and how I'm reacting. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, look at uh, not – I feel like I'm going all psychologist on this. But, like, just the way that she grew up, she – like she had to be in charge and be whatever. Can you imagine like being in a relationship then where you feel like you now have to manage your partner? 
you want someone who is at least on the same page. You're like, I can barely manage my own shit. Like I cannot be trying to teach you how to be an adult too. I've had to be an adult for way too long. So like she, like you're totally right. She needs someone who is at her level or a little bit more mature, at least emotionally, who can be really clear with those boundaries and like, in a really weird way, kind of parent her in a way that she didn't get that because she had to parent herself. Like the way she's reacting right now, that's how a kid does. She never learned any other skills. That's the only way yeah. she got what she needed. Yeah. Like, and I like, I and I get that. Like, yeah, I do too. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to be in a relationship with a person who I'm like, you know, like, oh, you didn't pay your car insurance. You. Do you like, like something like that, that I would find that so frustrating. So I get yeah, it. Like it would be like, no, I'm not dealing you know? with this. Yeah. So well, I, like I get it. Seasons where like Beth and Jamie had the thing where she didn't pay her car tags, like something like that. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Wait, I have to pay. I have to worry about when your tags are due. Like, no, <laughs> like, no, you figure that out or we're not doing this. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I get it. I do get her frustration. All right. Okay. So big question, Mabel, do you think that Katie and Derek are going to stay together after all this? I think they're going to make it through decision day. I think that right now they see enough to work out that they want to make it work for now. Okay. Magoo? Uh, I think I said this last episode, but I'm with you, Mabel. I think they're going to say yes on decision day, but then break up. They're probably going to be one of those couples that break up when they're apart. And then on the reunion episode, they're like, guess what? We separated. Like, it, I get that type of energy mm. from them. I give them at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes for decision day. And I'm on the same page. I don't, longer term, I, I really am concerned for them, um, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen a lot of couples. And we've also seen it in other previous seasons. Couples that are like this, right? Couples that, why are you still together? And this is how many years later from previous seasons and they are just nasty to one another. They're disrespectful. They know that this is not the person they want to be with because there are so many things that just cross the line for them. Like I wanted someone more serious or I wanted someone goofier and that's not them, but you're staying with them. Like we all know people in these kind of relationships. Like, why are you with this person? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like seven years later, you know, it's, My theory is the makeup sex is good. That's my theory. Like they have this crazy <laughs> wow. fight and then they have great makeup sex. And he's like, mm, I can make this work. No, no, it's fine. I got this. It'll be fine. That's my theory. Wow. <laughs> they have sex. That's basically what they're saying. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So the next big hot topic, we got Mika and Michael. We <laughs> have seen a lot of the same from them, honestly. <sighs> We've got the the broken record about Michael as a liar. Why can't he be honest? She's really, really frustrated. It's really obvious. Um, she's kind of like hitting her limit. And I think it seems like she feels really trapped because it's like she she says, like, I came in and I don't feel like divorce was an option. I was going to make this work, make this work, make this work. And it's just not working at all. Work, 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 like, work, work, work. <laughs> work, work. Like, yes, relationships are are work, definitely. <laughs> but also, they're great. <laughs> There's a lot of great parts to them too, and they're so like when you, whenever we see them together, they're just like they're both so closed off, and they're both um, 
just so rigid around each other, just be- because of all the things we've talked about so far. It's just, it's kind of painful to see them mm-hmm. in the same space together because it's it's clear that they're both really unhappy. They're really not getting what they need. They're not being um, met in the middle, you know, where they are. They're really not growing together. And all they talk about is their issues. And it's just, it's really painful. So Mabel, how, how do you feel about what we just saw? So... Part of me wanted to maybe understand the whole paycheck situation. Right. One, he did say he, I, I know he works at a yoga studio also, but he also was like possibly taking that principal job at one point. So I don't know what this new job he has. Maybe it's in the school too. And they kept like trying to break down the numbers. Be like, this is what we're going to get paid weekly, which first of all, no offer letter tells you what you're going to be paid weekly. And no offer letter tells you how much is me taking out taxes. No. Right blank. However, I don't know how school system works. Um, and I chatted with a couple of friends about this. One's a teacher. And she did talk about that sometimes pay could be structured differently only because the active school year versus the summer, you know, things can get a little fuzzy there. So okay. I can understand how Miko was like, that doesn't make sense. Because, you know, she's thinking of this, like, I have a salary, 52 weeks a year. This is how much I get paid. End of it. You know, how many of her vacation days, et cetera. But I would have liked to see a little more maybe consideration and be like, education system might work differently. Things may not be as cut and dry as if I'm, you know, a full-time job, 52, you know, weeks at the job kind of thing versus education is way different. But I also did think that was just complete BS. I mean, it was. I was just very frustrated with them being like, why are you two still almost going through the motions? It was like pulling teeth watching them be together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like didn't really like their whole interaction back and forth. Be like, I don't really see them liking to even be, share the same space together, let alone be married. And hey, they held watch. hands. Okay. They held hands before they looked at each other's pay stubs. <laughs> They zoomed in on that. They were like, look, a microsecond of affection. Let's look at it. Oh, because she's she's getting what she wants in that brief moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Strong that. feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole money thing was, it. it's really, uh, it's difficult to know how to kind of judge that because obviously they're not going to show the numbers. Obviously we're they're going to be vague about those things for many reasons. Right. So it's like, I, I just feel like she's latched onto this idea very, very early that Michael is a liar. Mm-hmm. And so she's inspecting every single thing he says and does to look for more lies to confirm her, you know, it's this confirmation bias, really. She believes Michael is a liar. Therefore, she looks for any, you know, facts that back up that statement, that that belief. And so, like, it doesn't surprise me that she was like, okay, I'm going to look at your, you know, your, your, uh, the offer and see like what the salary was. I'm going to see this breakdown. And like, she's not going to let any of that get past her. All of that has to add up to the decimal for her to be like, okay, you're, you're not lying to me. You know what I mean? And I don't think anybody's ever going to win in that situation. And it's just, it was just so painful to watch where she was just like grilling him on all these details where he was just like, I don't know. (laughs) And couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like you said, we don't really have all the information. Um, just 
they're being they're giving each person their privacy but in that scene i did it felt so her theory that he forged a offer letter i was oh like God. that i don't i can't see that that seems a bit ridiculous to do but um you know did he so if if the offer letter said one number but then because you can see he writes down another number afterwards he's like but this is what i'm actually getting and he wrote a higher number i could see him exaggerating that higher number you know i at this point she has repeated it as enough and we've seen brief moments of it that yes he is a an embellisher an exaggerator whatever you want to call it um so i i get that um I think kind of to kind of go off of what your point is, Ashley, like, I think there's no, there's nothing he could do at this point that won't stop her from thinking he's a liar. Mm-hmm. Like it's too late. Yeah. It's it's too late. Yeah. Like unfortunately, it's, yeah. it's done. So I don't see the point of, I, I just don't know what is left for them. You know, I, I think she should, you know, I think personally she could do a better job of being just a little bit more how did Dr. Viviana frame it? Like giving him a soft place to land. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it feels like she's interrogating him every time they talk. Like it just, it's, it's very academic. It's very scientific. It just doesn't, there's no warmth there. It just feels cold. Um, and I just, I don't, you know, like, I, I don't know how you would feel comfortable with that if that was your day-to-day life. It sounds incredibly stressful to live in that environment. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's the person that you're living with. That's the person that in your mind, you're like, I'm married to them. Like, what am I going to do? That's got to be terrifying. Of like, yeah. is this like going to be the rest of my life? <laughs> That's just stressful to think about. Like, if this is your partner who doesn't even want to really hear anything about to say because they think of it as a lie. Yeah. I don't know. I was just so fed up with everything that just happened. I wanted to also ask you two about, um, it's kind of a two in one question. One about him talking about having a lot of this be influenced from him being adopted by his aunt and his whole interaction or her whole interaction with his sister, basically saying the exact same thing that, yeah, a lot of this comes back from him being adopted and he has felt the need to almost, fend for himself all the way along the way. Um, you know, don't take it personally, that kind of stuff. I wanted to get your thoughts around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think to me, that just highlighted how I think we see this in Brandon too, that Michael is not comfortable with just being whoever he is. I don't think we even really know what he's like as a person. We don't really, he's, he's been in so much Uh, so many stressful situations we haven't really seen his personality we don't see what he's like when he's relaxed like he's always for you know all these different reasons feels like he has to be really on guard and like make this whole persona so that people will accept him and ironically that's making people like just kind of confused about like who he is and what he's about (laughs) you know and like that's that's really hard to see in someone because it's a little heartbreaking it's it's like you're not even giving yourself a chance but also that like you must have had a really rough time to feel like you need to do this, you know? And with 
I think because his sister cousin um, like grew up with him, knows all this stuff that he went through. She understands that. And she can accept that. Like, I get that the, the Michael that we're seeing in these situations is the one that's doesn't feel like he can be vulnerable yet. And that's why you need to give it time. But uh, again, just Mika's not that person to be able to like create that environment for him to be able to kind of shed that. And yeah. so I, I don't, I don't see them kind of getting past this deadlock, but um, yeah, it was, I think it was helpful for Mika to get a little bit more insight into that, like a different perspective on him as a person um, from someone who knows him really well. Yeah. But like how many scenes have we seen in the season of Mika getting insight on him? Like <laughs> when it was my, it was them and pastor Cal and he cried she was like, oh, I think I have insight. And then they talk to Dr. Vivian. Oh, I think I have insight. And then she talks to his ma- uh, his sister. Oh, I think I have insight. Like, you don't, it's not going to work. Let's stop trying this charade. Like, you don't, you don't. And I still think she doesn't find him physically attractive. I still, now, whether that is because she thinks he's a liar, it's probably that. But I just, there's no. She's there's like, is no, this even your body? Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Whose legs are those? I don't know. (laughs) I just, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them anymore. And I just, I feel, I feel like her with a different person, like it's almost unfortunate because I don't think she's this cold with her normal relationships. I think it's just her plus Mika uh, plus Michael is just, it's bringing out like uh, Dr. Vivian said, the, the stressed out Mika, I think. No, frustrated. The yeah, frustrated Mika. Frustrated. So like, we're not even getting to see the real her. We're seeing the her that is frustrated all the time. And I'm sure like we see it with, actually, we see her like fun personality when she's around mm-hmm. Taylor, yeah. you know, like, I think if, if she was able to show that side to him, it would be like, they would have something to work with. Cause like, we kind of see it with him. He tries with her, like he'll do the whole cutting the grass thing. Like he's trying to show that he has some personality and some fun Mm -hmm. and she doesn't really give that back. And I, you know, I just also, I did not like the scene where she was essentially interrogating him in front of all the other people when they were at the couple's give. Yeah. uh, When they're having their steaks out on the patio. Oh my God. Like that was rough. You know, maybe, maybe I'm old school, you know, but I think, like if you have a partner and you feel that way, talk to them privately about that. You know, like I, I did, a, I've done a lot of team sports and there are things that you could be angry with a person in the locker room, but you're not going to say that to everyone else. Like, you know, in the locker room or whatever, or in your team meetings, you feel mad. Okay. You talk about it there. Then when you go out against the world, I'm like, Oh no, this is my teammate. He's the best. I like him but we just had a giant fight. Like, I feel like some things you got to keep private. And like, she was literally basically calling, oh, <laughs> she was calling him a liar in front of everyone there. Repeatedly. And they're all, yeah. I'm glad you're all and inviting all like, everyone else to interrogate her as well, or interrogate him as well. Like who is not going to feel defensive in that? Like who in the world would be in that situation and not be angry? Like, I, honestly, he stayed in there way longer than I would. If that was me, Right. The first moment she said this, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm just going to go to the other room or I changed the topic or I'm not going to spend 15 minutes discussing like the, the big lie is that he spent some time with Brandon. 
so what? <laughs> like, so what? <laughs> like, like that was so, it was uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, that was something I also wanted to mention about with Katie and Derek. I was like, so you're basically saying that no one else knows about your relationship issues, you know, whether, you know, him being a man child with you, et cetera. That's a, I would argue a good thing. <laughs> Everyone else just sees that you two are happy and you two get along and this is great. But you're like, no, 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 it's not that great. I'm going to tell you about all our problems. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, everyone, it's terrible. You should know. <laughs> He's a nerd. He's a nerd with me. He's a dork. <laughs> so I did think it was kind of sweet that like, despite both Brandon and Michael leaving, um, the the remaining wives of those couples, <laughs> Taylor and Mika, uh, they went on their activity that I think Mika and Michael were supposed to do. So they went to like the paranormal activity, which, and so like, it was, it was cute them being there. It made me laugh so much when Mika straight to the camera goes, yeah, I think I'd rather talk to these ghosts right now than my husband. So it's nice to get <laughs> just dying. <laughs> my girlfriend would literally rather talk to a ghost than she's married to. So that's that's uh, yet another red flag. <laughs> well, the ghosts lie less than her. Right. <laughs> Is the ghost honest? <laughs> I guess we have to say if we think they're going to uh, stay together or not. <laughs> More like, does anyone think they're going to stay together? Right. <laughs> so is that a no from you, Mabel? As if I have to ask. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Uh. I just, I was rooting for them so hard. They weren't my favorite couple. Like they were yours, Mabel. But I was rooting for them hard, you know, and it's just sad. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, unfortunately, they're just too far gone at this point i don't see any reconciliation happening yeah it's too bad it's hard because people are just people and i don't really feel like people are given that benefit the doubt in these relationships sometimes like can mm-hmm. someone be a person in a relationship without having to be perfect and you know try to make this work <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah word man word like true like freaking jessica is bringing crock pots to family weekends <laughs> And Austin is fine with that. You know, he's like, all right, Look, you want to bring a random crock pot? I'm still going to help you and carry it around. Jessica is repping Midwest white girls all across America going on our weekend trips. We bring our crock pots because you don't know how many people you're cooking for. Even though the production crew brought all the food you need. And then he's over here like holding on to it. He's like, this, no one is, no one asked me about how he's doing. I'm walking around this giant house with a heavy crock pot. pot down. Did he, did he complain? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So I guess the next couple we're supposed to do is Taylor and Brandon. Um, <laughs> so uh, Taylor and Brandon, um, also known as all the drama uh, couple, they are just, whew, they are, they're a lot. Sorry, that was loud. Um, so let's, before we get into the eventful uh, rich couples retreat um i did want to start and say it was so odd seeing so in the beginning of episode 13 how they're just opening up to each other again and they're just everything is fine where did that happen like did we miss something they're giving awkward (laughs) kisses and like all this stuff it's just (laughs) 
just very awkward. But like they seem fine and they're they're talking and they're driving together and they do the whole love and basketball scene essentially where like they're playing against each other. Oh, it's very yeah, it was very cute. A lot of bricks. Like no one was making a basket. <laughs> like it's funny. He's like, I like to play here as a kid. No, she airballed, but <laughs> but he was bricking and bricking and he's like, Yeah, I'm really good, brick. I like the brick. It's just, yo, make a basket. Make a layup, man. Make a layup. Um, then we go to episode 14 where he is mad at her. He's angry. But instead of bringing that up, he decides to put on some AirPods and fall asleep in the car while she's driving back. Um, and then we we know how the, uh, the retreat went. So I'll just kind of give this to you guys here. Uh, what are your thoughts on them uh, during these uh, two episodes? Uh, Mabel, you can... You have the honors. Well, first of all, my the most frustrating thing is, and this is probably petty of me, why is he calling her kiddo and young lady? Oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah. You are married to this woman. Uh, next, I'm waiting. To, way to go, sport! Like, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. And like, I feel like the producers much must have done some magic in the background to get him even back on the show. Because how many times has this man walked off set? Like it has mm-hmm. been so many times where he takes his mic off and it's all dramatic. And he's like, just being such an asshole mm-hmm. to the crew. And it, like the whole thing that pastor Cal said in the beginning where it was like, dude, you know what you signed up for Like you signed up literally for a reality show to be going through this experience. Like you opted into this. No one forced you to do this at all. So the fact that he's taking out all of this on the crew, on his wife, on whatever, it's like, he's not the type of person that does well in this situation. He's a very private. He doesn't handle stress super well and he really needs his space. Don't go on a reality show. Then. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't be better right. people then. Right. Yeah. And like the toughest things of reality shows, people at least talk about, I've never been on one, but about the critics and have the audience, you know, be so like in your business all the time. Like you haven't even probably touched the worst part of being on reality TV shows was all the backlash you get. Right now, you just don't like having a camera in your face. Like, if anything, that's probably what you knew was going to happen when you signed up for this show. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless mm-hmm. of all the critics. It's just ridiculous. And if you notice, even the crew is just, like, so fed up with him. He Like, I don't even know who that crew production guy was that was like, don't touch the mic. That's not your property. They are beyond over this guy's just... Uh, even show that's what i want to call it show (laughs) he like had a full-on meltdown like it was another tantrum and like we we talked about this like when he gets stressed out this is the only way he knows how to deal is he becomes a child and like is you know using every bad name in the book and trying to just like piss people off and just be a jerk in whatever way he can. Like at one point yeah. he was like, what, well, I'm going to stay here and like annoy the crap out of you. Like and they, they bleep out everything, but it was like, what, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. Trying to do the whole smiley face thing, like in his, in, in a guy's face. And oh, I'm just going to stand right here. Like when did we return to the fifth grade? Oh. Also the thing that frustrated me, sorry to hop in, but like, he doesn't look like he could fight. Like, I felt like, like he kept on, like, egging people on. And I'm like, yo, if that guy swung on you, like, you would fold. I'm sorry. You don't have, you don't look like you know how to fight. Like, just, if he gave you one good solid swing to the face, you'd be like, you you hit me. How dare you? Uh, I'm going to sue. Like, no, if you're going to egg people on, 
if they, if you know, okay, like if they were to react, how how would he uh, handle that situation? Um, yeah, it's you guys are totally right. It's it's so uncomfortable watching him deal with this, and I part of me empathizes because like the crew hates him, right? So like I'm sure they're doing you know, the way they're going to talk to other people or the way they're going to assist other people, they're not going to do that with him. Like they just, they don't like him, you know? So, and when you see like, he needs to rely on them to leave, he needs to rely on them to, to drive out. Like these are the people who have control over your life. And Mm -hmm. it's like having a prison warden who doesn't like you. Like you're going to be screwed. Like (laughs) that person controls so much of your life right now. Mm -hmm. Well, and you saw him get paranoid because of it. Like I'm not unlocking the car doors because you're going to try to do something like, whoa, now, like when did we flip into this whole new alternate reality of being, you know, manipulated? I was just, it was just a little bit too far for me to be like, you're my ride, but I'm not going to unlock the car doors to let, the other person, you know, Michael, who's also like, poor Michael. Michael's <laughs> like, I got a funeral to deal with, man. Can you not? <laughs> like, yeah. can you do this later? <laughs> it was exactly like trying, like, imagine trying to take like a five year old kid to the zoo and they're having a meltdown. This is what it is. He wants to go to the zoo. You're, you're the big, mad, you know, mean parent for not taking them or whatever. And he's going to have a meltdown until he gets what he wants. And he's going to walk to the zoo if he wants to. He literally, he literally did. <laughs> Look, he could have yeah. stole that golf cart that Katie and Derek supposedly <laughs> stole. <laughs> Get to DC that way, man. That would have been hilarious <laughs> if he's like on the side of the highway in a golf cart. And they're like, they're in a car because you know they'd follow him with the actual car. Yeah. So like they're just in the back with the back of a car recording him oh, and the- him getting pulled over by the cops. They're like, you can't yeah. do this. This is a highway. So- <laughs> well, they're trying to control me. <laughs> it's the man. You need it's help. The man. <laughs> they're trying to bring me down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. I- and maybe this is just a new side that we're seeing from them, but. Taylor, up to this point, hasn't really tried to communicate, be on his side, you know, really try to work things through after an argument with him. Like, her method so far has been, he's a problem, he needs to fix it, you know, that's out of my hands. But now, like, he is clearly at a boiling point. He has already pissed off everyone around him. And you're going to stick yourself in front of him, lock the door, theoretically block the door in front of him in the bathroom and try to resolve it like in the heat of it. Where is this coming from? I was just really confused. To me, that was just her trying to show that she's like the good one in that situation. That might be a like really judgmental thing to say, but like, like you're completely right. Nothing's going to get resolved in that moment. Following this man when like her instinct seems to be when he's upset to like, try to like cuddle up to him, which like, no, no, don't, don't do that. Like he clearly doesn't want it. You're making it really weird. Like she kept kind of trying to do that. And he kept saying, don't touch me. It's like, Someone has to say that one time and then you stop. Like you don't keep trying. It doesn't, who, what the gender combination is between two people doesn't matter. If someone says, don't touch me. 
that's don't that's it. Right. Like I, I don't understand why she would keep pushing, you know, and like yeah. following him in a small confined area, like that's not cool. He clearly needs space, so let him have his space. And again, like if he's acting like a kid, then you've got to kind of get to that level. Be like, be the mature one in that situation. Like, okay, I see you're stressed out. You need a moment. I'm going to just clearly communicate. I'm going to be in the kitchen. I'm going to have a drink. If you want to talk, I'll be in there. I, I'm going to let you cool down and process all this stuff. Then the drama's done, but you're perpetuating it. And you're creating a situation where now he's already at like a 10 and you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and like expecting anything to come of that. And it's like, it doesn't actually make her look good to me. That was like, Oh, you don't respect boundaries. You don't respect this man. You just want to make sure that like your face is in there being like, but Brandon, I really want to understand. Like, it was like, don't do that. Like I, I honestly, I fell for it. I fell for it for a split second. I was like, Oh, she's trying to talk to him one on one, and like no. I fell for it, and then I realized what was going on. No, because that's afterwards. the voice she puts on when she yeah. is trying to put on that face. We've seen what she's like when she's upset, which is, I mean, th- there's no judgment in that. Like people get upset, and that's fine. But when they have fights, and she's really in it, she gets ugly too. That's fine. She got ugly in front of him when she stood up in his face, and it was like, "This is what happened." You know why I was in DC? Mm-hmm. I fell asleep in the couch. Which that whole story, like, we don't know because we're only hearing sides. Who knows? Whatever he said, she said. I mean, but- that's fun though. Let's. I kind of want to get into that a little bit, right? Because the from what I have, the understanding I have is what they went to DC. Mm-hmm he was supposedly there for work and then he didn't go to work, but he wanted to go to work. She's like, all right, well I'm in DC. I'll hang out with my friends. She goes out with her friends. And then it seems like after hanging out with her friends, it's pretty late. She takes one of them home and she falls asleep in the hotel for Brandon. All he knows is she went out. She texts him once at like three o'clock that I'm going to stay somewhere and then she doesn't respond back. So he is insecure and and worried that she's cheating on him. It seems like essentially, and that seems to be the crux of their argument. Um, I totally understand him feeling concerned about that. And like, I don't think that's okay. You know, like, and you guys are still recovering from the whole, I need a six foot three man who's sane and like that whole situation that they had. So for her to then go out and then not respond to him, I get that. But a part of me also thinks, Mm -hmm. you know, that this is what she's like, like, you know, that her job is going out and staying at clubs really late. Mm -hmm. Like you, I don't know if it's fair to, to, judge her on that like if that's a concern for you then don't be in a relationship with her in the first place but if you decide to be in a relationship with her it is what it is man like she's going to be in clubs she hosts club events so she's going to be there late she's probably going to be drinking a lot she's probably like you got to have trust in her that she's not going to do anything and if you don't have that you can't then be angry well, you can, but it's unfair. That's the thing, though, is they don't have a foundation of trust right now. Exactly. That trust has been broken several yeah. times. So no wonder, you know, 
no wonder <laughs> if they had right. been together, been dating for a year and kind of built up to this point and had that like rooted system, this would be a different conversation because it would be like, I'm not worried about you going to the club because I know what we have is special. And I know that we're on the same page with this stuff. So like, I know you're not going to be, you're not even going to like see those fools in the club, like hitting on you as a, as a potential prospect because you already have what you want, you know? Yeah. And like, they don't have that right now. So of course he's going to get upset. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I almost think he needs, sorry to hop in one more time, but he almost needs to have the mentality of, you know, like adult workers or sex workers have partners. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have partners. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to have that mentality of, all right, this is her job. This is his job. Like he's being flirty or she's being flirty with other people for certain careers. They might actually be sleeping with those other people. You have to, be comfortable with that and be like, all right, well, even though they're doing that, I know what we're doing is different. Would I be able to do that type of relationship? No. But, you know, if you're dating that type of person, I think that kind of comes with the person. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of careers like that, even like celebrity yeah. entertainment, like, like acting and, you know, like there's, um, or say, like, I, I would even say a stretch and because like, she's like a sales rep entertainment like enter, like for this mm-hmm. alcohol company and she is going to sometimes give off the vibe that she is flirting because she is trying to sell and for him that's gonna be like oh, a huge red flag she doesn't want to be with me she's cheating mm-hmm. it seemed to come down to just communication in this example which ridiculous to blow up this big that yeah. she didn't check in which don't get me wrong i also would be like why didn't you at least send me a text? Like, let me know what's going on. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I hear three o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to drop somebody off, and then don't hear from you again. Like, what's going on? Yes, and she's in the wrong for not even like talking in that three o'clock in the morning, and then later on. But it just seems to be like there's a lot of disconnect. No one really cares to hear what the other side's of the story is. They're not even trying to be like, hey, this is really just what I wanted. I just wanted to just check in. I just want to know what's going on. And hey, this is really what I was wanted. You know, I wanted to stay out late, that kind of thing. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, there's this, there's this thing, if you're really trying to make a relationship work, if you're really trying to build something, you have got to have the instinct to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. First and foremost, something happens and you're not clear on what happened, give them the benefit of the doubt. If she says, I'm sorry, I fell asleep give her the benefit of the doubt, believe her. If he says, you know, I, you know, I don't know, whatever happens, it's just like, that has to be the instinct. And for them, it's the opposite. It's like, there's a miscommunication. There's something I'm not super clear on what happened. And immediately it goes to, you're trying to fuck me over. And like, how, like, (laughs) where do you even go from there? That's not, that's not even like trying to understand what actually happened. I'm just like, this is what, this is what I thought happened. Like, is that right? <laughs> like, didn't even come up with that question. It was just like, oh, screw you. You went out all night because you're trying to be the single woman that you are preaching about on your Instagram story, which is not over. <laughs> like, he's not wrong to be concerned. Like, yeah, he literally I mean, it's understandable. That. It's understandable. Yeah. But I like that you mentioned, because I kind of went to the extreme with, well, extreme, but I went to the, the far end with the whole sex worker or you're right, like an actress who's like kissing people in a movie role, yeah. like, it, you know, like you gotta be okay with that if you're dating an actress <laughs> or an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get, and I think it, part of it too, is like, he's also in that line of work. So he knows himself. Mm. He knows what that know, scene like, is sh- like. 
he's mm-hmm. he knows what it's like. Like he knows how the sausage is made, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that might be a, a <laughs> that's a rough that's a rough term to use. But he knows, like he knows what it is. Like he, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, if Mr. Sender, Ashley. <laughs> I just sometimes the sayings we use, I'm just like, oh. The, the problem is I use them wrong too. Like I will use the wrong saying, but be really confident with it. That's my problem. Tell it. But, it's uh, my favorite. <laughs> Aww, so, <laughs> so I guess, I mean, because there's like, I don't know what else to talk about. I know it's a lot of the same, right? Like it is. It's the same. Yeah. Same shit, different day. Seriously. Yeah. Do I mean, do we still think that, uh, I guess, you know what, this will be a more interesting topic. Do we think she was flirting with, uh, Derek during that whole situation? Hmm. I don't know. I, because this is what I wanted to first. mention before I answer that question, their love and basketball scene where they were out on the blacktop shooting some hoops for a little bit. I was like, okay, I think this may be the first time, and maybe exaggerating to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. This may be the first time we're seeing a real, just fun side to each one of them. They're laid back, they're having fun, they're laughing. Like, where is this the whole season that you have to, mm-hmm. you know, keep it up until now? So I wanted to then use that to answer your question to go about was she actually flirting? I don't know because I don't really feel like I ever get to see the real side of her. She could just be a very friendly person, which is why, hey, she's going to sell alcohol and that's just really part of her personality. She's she's bubbly. She's friendly. She's happy. She you know, can come off to some people as flirty, but really she's just really nice. Yeah. I, I was wondering, like, that could be it, but I don't really know because she's been angry. <laughs> the, like, and both of them have just been, like, at each other's throat all season long. It's just, like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, that's a that's a good point because it's the same thing, like, with Mika and Michael we were talking about is, like, we just see them really stressed out and really overwhelmed and we don't really see, like, their relaxed side and their playful side so much. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely coming out here. I think – with Taylor and Derek specifically, I think they're just people who are, they're like, it's going to say like a people person, but the yeah. plural of that is people, people. <laughs> <laughs> people, people. people, you know, people. Where, where like they can, they're the type of person who can like go to a bar, not really know anybody and like just find a group of people to just shoot the shit with and like be really comfortable with that. And that's awesome. But I think the, the combination of those personalities in this situation, when we have this like background tension with Katie and Derek, and then, you know, with everyone knowing that Taylor and Brandon are kind of like really Rocky um, probably made it, it seem like hard. it was flirty. So I don't think they were really flirting with each other. I think that's just how they present themselves to the world and they don't think twice about it, but yeah. to somebody who isn't that way, it's probably like, Oh shit. Like what, what's going on here? Like in front of everyone, why would they do that? And I don't think it was yeah. that at all, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I just think she's a very, like you said, bubbly, friendly. Um, I think it gets tricky where she does seem to be more of a like touchy, feely mm-hmm. type of person. But I've noticed like that's different per culture. Like, I know when I was spending my time in Nigeria, like the amount of time that like a friend would like grab me by the arm or like, mm-hmm. like it was a lot more touchy feely. And if you were to do that here, they'd be like, Oh my God, 
what's going on? It's like, no, we just like, it's, it's, there's nothing there. Um, and I think especially like we actually have a person in our friend group who's a little bit like that too. And um, I wonder if like, if she was to be that way around another person, that person would, would misconstrue her as flirting with them. But she's like that with everybody. Like she's super open, super, uh, you know, she'll like hit you on the shoulder and be like, oh, ha ha ha. Like she's not, that's not her way of flirting. That's just her way of showing that she's listening to you or that she's yeah. in the conversation. So I wonder, you know, like, you know, when she was doing that and Katie's reaction, I was like, that's unfair that you think that they're mm-hmm. doing that. But, mm-hmm. you know, certain cultures that that could be misconstrued. Definitely. So I, you know, I get it. I don't think they were flirting though. I think that's just, mm-hmm. that's just her personality. Yeah. And they, I mean, they said it, they're just people that get along because both of them have similar outgoing personalities. They vibe well. And so that you put them together, they're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And it probably doesn't help just that. Like, I mean, Taylor's a really attractive person and like to for katie i'm sure that was like uh just hitting all her like alarm bells of insecurity of just like i am not anything like her (laughs) and like they're just different people and they're they're cute in their own ways you know but um yeah i think that's like it just tapped into like this real deep insecurity that was just way too sensitive Yeah. yeah yeah it's interesting seeing a lot of her conversations at the couple's retreat, she seemed to be closer to the guys, honestly, than the actual girls. Um, and I mean, the only exception being Mika, like they're very close, but like, I've noticed a lot of her scenes are with, were like with Austin and Derek and not necessarily with, Mm -hmm. um, Katie and, and Jessica. And yeah, I, yeah, I still think after this show, she's going to be fine. Like there's someone who's going to be like, all about it. <laughs> and I think so. Brandon alternatively is going to be villainized. I think he's going to have a really mm-hmm. hard time. Like he showed his, his real rough stressed out the worst of the worst side, which we all have that, but he's, mm-hmm. he's in a situation where now everybody can see it. And he hasn't shown it just once. It's been, it's been many right? times. It's like, you know, Oh, he just had, and that's what they tried to do in the beginning of the season. He's just, you saw him at something that's not normal for him. He got stressed out one time. That's a spinoff. No. How many times has it been now that we keep seeing this side of him, this angry side of him come out? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Ash, like Ashley kind of mentioned this in a previous episode where like having the good intentions doesn't matter. He doesn't have the tools to handle stress. Like that's the problem. The problem is anytime that there's stress, this is the, his coping mechanism is to lash out that's not going to change until he's able to address (laughs) to be properly addressed stress you know and it's unfortunate i i still think like outside of the situation he's probably a a cool person to hang out with like i when i see him and michael together like they got like a cool you know friendship bro vibe to them and it's just it's weird that i think when they're in this reality TV stress situation. It just brings out the worst in him. Um, and it's, it's a bit unfortunate. Uh, okay. So I guess decision time. Um, uh, can we go on a little happier think- note? <laughs> oh, is it happy? No, cause we don't. Not I mean, decision. I don't, yeah, that's true. Decision for that. I was like, 
Yeah. I don't see them staying together to interject here. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> do I don't either. There's, I don't think there's any coming back from this. There's fundamental issues that like really <laughs> need some time to be worked out. Like it's, it's a no. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you think, Mabel? No, there are some rough couples this season. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. this is supposed to be a show about being married and growing the partner. And okay. Yeah. You're being thrown in with a stranger, but still mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there is just like so much happy premise that these couples are just, ugh, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I empathize for Jessica and Austin so much when they're oh. like, we just need to get out of here. We've got to leave. Yes. Like, there's too much drama. They literally <laughs> retreated <laughs> underground to get away from they this did. shit. <laughs> Which that was pretty cool. I, cool. I know. I was like, I'm gonna go. Where is that again? <laughs> I know. I gotta look that up. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you did the transition for me. Thank you. That uh, Jessica and Austin is our final couple. It seems like again, not a lot to talk about with them because they seem pretty private. The only things, I mean, it's the reoccurring thing about Jess has said, "I love you." He hasn't yet, and she is just real down about that. And we've talked that thing to death. So I'm just gonna let that one sit. But the the other thing that came up is the um the thing with Austin where it sounds like he's got to travel for work and that wasn't something that was super clear before. So um for you guys like what do you think about that and what do you think about like how that's going to work if they assuming they say yes on decision day and then they are you know still building this marriage and kind of building that foundation and then he's gone a lot for work like how do you think that's going to go? I love that question. Like I uh I think with them, like you said, they're, they're such a home run that there's not, there's nothing too drama like with them, but like, that's why I like this show is it kind of, it puts certain situations where you get to like, think about Mm -hmm. it. And I think the, her concern, I think this is an interesting topic of like a partner that travels a lot for work in a relationship, um, how to handle that. And I think she made a great point of in the beginning, I think if you're still trying to build that relationship, it's tricky to have a partner that's gone for multiple weeks that it seems like he's going to be. Um, but, you know, she kind of mentioned earlier in the season, she wants that she's not happy with the amount of money he's making, you know, and like, this is how he's going to increase his earning potential is, doing this so Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's like you can't be angry at him for not having a high paying job and then when he tries to put into work to do that you're also angry at him like you gotta you know would i want to be in that situation no (laughs) i would not Mm -hmm. we've talked about that many times Um, that we would not do long distance we would we would the other person would move or we would figure it out but i mean that's tough i mean the one time i don't don't know Mabel can tell us all about this because <laughs> the joy is you know, the longest. Like, <laughs> let's, let's get let's let Mabel. Yeah, her like room teach us. Her, yeah. Well, no, I wanted to um, respond to that because for them, I want I respect that they are consistent and loyal to each other about what they want out of you know how much they share with everyone else. Um, they're both at least seem to be in agreement with that. Like I respect that they handled the argument because they wanted to handle the argument in private. And then they were very honest with us when they spoke. Yeah. Some swear words were exchanged. Some explanation points were text were sent and things we said that we maybe weren't so happy with, but they didn't hide that. They were honest and saying, this was something that caused probably our biggest fight. And it was hard to get through. 
but now that we're resolving this together, we came, you know, back to the show and on camera again, mm -hmm. because this is clearly how they wanted to handle things all along. Now we're showing a united front. And I was so happy to see that. Yeah. They are respecting one another's boundaries and what they have set out for the relationship to be like, this is how we're going to handle these difficult pieces of, of this. And yeah, long distance sucks. <laughs> I'll just be fully honest. It, it sucks. Yeah. But I mean, when they're on the same page, it clearly speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, it's just more work, right? Like you just have to be a lot more mindful. The the brief moment of a long distance relationship I had, the just the stereotypical wanted to date the person I was still talking to in high school when I was in the beginning of college, like you know that whole like it's a, it's basically a trope at this point. Well, yours but, was unique uh, because she was in Nigeria and you were in right. Michigan, <laughs> right? In the United yes. States, you yes. were in completely uh, different countries. <laughs> A few hundred miles away. Um, horrible, right? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 12-hour flight, okay? It's fine. Um, but I, I definitely get the, like, you have to be willing to put in that work for that person. And I, obviously, I think it's possible. Um, and I think in terms of them, uh, I think th they can handle it. Like I, I'm very confident in them. I do get a little hint of conflict avoidance with mm. them. Like even that yes. fight, you could tell she was very upset, and her response was, mm, "Okay, okay, okay." And I could just see her seething in the inside, like, or like the whole her saying "I love you" first. Like you know, she's mad about mm -hmm. that. She's very upset. And she's like dropped. I mean, it's not even subtle hints anymore. It's just straight up like. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that just <laughs> speaks to like that, the way that her maybe her family culture handles conflict and, and that kind of a thing. Like that's I can, that's how my family is, too. Like if it's the most subtle interactions and you're like, oh, that person was furious. And you're like, what? I didn't even see that. Like, <laughs> You know, and it's yeah. reading in between the lines a little bit. I think. I think my take on them and if, you know, he's going to have this, this travel thing for work, I think they need to time, like really sit down and discuss the specifics of that and why, why it's important, like understand why it's important for him to travel for work that like, let's say this is something for his career that, you know, I got to have this experience, work with this client, do X, Y, and Z in order to get to stage two where I want to be. I'm at stage one right now. Then I've got to do this for at least a year or at least two years or however long that is. And at that point, then we're going to sit down and talk about this and revisit if this is working and if how this is going to change. And like, they have got to lay out a real plan of how to stay in touch and all these different ways. Cause like it is, it is more work. Like it's totally possible, but it's, <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir here with my bell, but like it, you have to be so intentional about um, like reaching out and finding different ways to connect and different ways to spend time together. And maybe she travels with him for work sometimes. Maybe like there's some way that they can kind of bridge this gap. Cause it doesn't seem like he, I, I don't get the sense that this is like a forever thing where it's just like, mm -hmm. for, I want the rest of my career to be traveling and doing all this stuff. Like he, I mean, he just signed up for the show to get married. So like clearly he wants to have a family and all that kind of stuff, but 
they they really have to talk through this with the specifics and she has to be honest with how that makes her feel. She can't do this like, okay, <laughs> kind of thing when she's like got fire burning behind her eyes. <laughs> like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta be honest about how you feel about that. Cause if you don't start in that place, they're going to crumble so fast. Mm-hmm. I saw this as a way that they're, you know, when they, so I actually want to say a couple things. One, I thought it was a bit of a stretch when she was like, why'd you sign up for this show if you knew you're going to try to travel? Like, okay, come on now. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. It's a little bit much, first of all. Secondly, um, when she was saying, you know, how mad she was about this and how she initially didn't respond with all of that energy, I thought it was her way of railing it in and being like, let me take it in, analyze it, see how I want to respond. Obviously I know I'm frustrated. Um, And I can also see that it's a bit of conflict avoidance, but I thought it was her saying, I want to approach this strategically, effectively, not just blow up in his face right now and be like, this is a terrible idea. I don't move Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Don't travel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is a smart way of handling it. I see you. I got you. And it could just be because they are super private that they're Mm -hmm. obviously having those conversations off camera and that's how they've agreed to handle this stuff. So maybe it's not completely fair to be like, oh, she's not being super transparent. I think it's more just like the, um, like it's so bottled up that I'm like, girl, it's okay to say like, that's really concerning to me or like, I'm really worried about that. You know, like it's, it's okay to say how you feel like your, your feelings are are valid. Like (laughs) true. I don't know. Yeah. True. And maybe that's like with time for their relationship, because I mean, they are still new for their relationship. She's going to start to be more comfortable with that and to be like, when is it okay? Kind of thing that I'm not going to ruffle too many feathers. Cause I think that's also why she's, bottling up things right now Mm -hmm. how can i bring something up early enough that i still want to talk about it kind of thing without ruffling feathers Mm -hmm. and make at least the effort to talk about it you know what i mean like not be either extreme bottled up completely or completely out you know yeah angry kind of thing definitely yeah yeah and like i i get the i do this sometimes where like um, I'm very, you know, if you're in a, I'm very happy with our relationship. And sometimes I will, I will like weigh if it's worth talking about, because if it, if it's going to turn into a bigger issue or it's like, I don't want this to be a big thing, you know? So, um, I could see, I, I like you said, I could see why she would do that. And it's probably smart and unfair for me to call it conflict avoidance. So yeah. it's fair. I mean, what other drama is there to talk about with these two? So like, <laughs> which is, which is great. Yeah, like, that's good. Yeah. Great couple. I don't drama TV. from all the other couples. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a nice yeah. breath of fresh air. Honestly, I feel like they're just a normal couple, but they're like surrounded by like freaking exactly. train wrecks that they look like amazing saints. Like it's. <laughs> and they're just kind of average, honestly. Yeah. Like they're not bad. They're not good they're just they're an average normal couple but when you have people who are like storming out and other people who are like interrogating their partner for being liars it's like (laughs) you're going to look great in comparison Mm -hmm. they're just right now they're easy you know they're that's good they clearly have a lot of personality similarities that just really make them mesh super well for now we'll see for now you know what i mean this is going to be a, sl- a sight 
kind of off topic, but watching this show makes me so scared to want to go out in, in the dating world again. It's crazy out there. There's some crazy. Why do you think people. you're going back out in the dating world? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I have no intention. And not after Listen. this. I'm like, yo. Well, you're about to. Your finger doesn't come off. <laughs> <laughs> I could take this thing off. This is what y'all are dealing with out here? Gosh. Oh, oh man. No, actually, can oh. you take it off? <laughs> It's, these are like the silicone ones that I wear because uh, so, yes, I could literally stretch it. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say oh. that. So I think the editors are having a lot of fun with this. Actually, when Brandon and Taylor first got married, there's this clip of Brandon saying, "Look, I have a ring on. This ain't coming off. This ain't coming off." I'm like, mm. uh, fast forward three days. <laughs> Give it a minute. Yep. Give it a minute. Yeah, literally, that's all. You this can ain't do. coming off. This ain't coming off. Three days later, <laughs> and he's just like ripping it off and leaving. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that I, I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, just to wrap mm-hmm. up, Justin, real quick before we sum up this whole exciting last two episodes, um, how are we feeling about Jessica and Austin decision day? Do we think that they're going to say yes? Oh yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> We're yeah, all in agreement. Yes. yes. Yeah. I figured that's mm-hmm. where we're at. We're uh... like, they're going to say yes, but then move to some Christmas, some Christmas tree farm in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. If they were to ever not last, like let's say they were to get a divorce later on, that would be one of the quietest divorces ever. <laughs> no, no one, I don't think would know about what's going on. Like what caused the divorce? Maybe like, you know, her twin sister, no one would be it would not be all over media. I mean, tab like there is no drama mm-hmm. that the front page would be like, oh, he cheated, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They would be in one of the quietest divorces. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're just Do you think they're staying together? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Actually. Yeah. I've been a yes so for them yes, all along. Yes. And do we wanna um talk about our favorite couples? Or are there any other things that we wanna touch on? Yeah, let's just go into favorite couples. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Mabel, where are you at? What? Who's your favorite couple? Uh, I'm struggling here with the favorite couple. I. It feels like there's only one good exactly. choice. Exactly, there's only one yeah. good choice. Jessica and Austin, yeah. Justin, like they're. I mean, they're hitting it out of the park. They're respecting one another. There's so much in love. Their relationship is just bliss. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I go. So I, so my uh, original, my OG <laughs> favorite couple, Mindy and Zach, were a train wreck. A we crazy train you. wreck. We tried to tell you, man. <laughs> and then my second favorite couple, Derek and Katie, <laughs> the biggest train wreck. Like I just. <laughs> Like I know how to pick them. Like, you pick the, good TV. I'll say that. Maybe you just are. That's true. You're labeling it wrong. You're picking good TV, yeah. not good couples. Like I, oof. I don't know what the, I don't know. Like I can't pick Jessica and Austin at this point because it's no. just because then he has to admit defeat. Oh, that's that's tough. Got to hand that pride. <laughs> huh? She's not wrong though. Like she's not wrong. This is my thought process right now. Where I'm like, okay, Derek and Katie, if I, I could stay with them as a couple, my favorite couple, and just say that I don't think they're going to stay together. So that's what I'll do. You really uh, like pick- that? Picking a favorite couple that's not going to stay together. All right. All right. All right. 
All right. I mean, I do think they're going to say yes on decision day and then on a reunion episode. That's what they'll break up. Yeah, this is going to be, we're in the real thick of it now because we just watched, so this was 1314. So we're going to be mm-hmm. watching 1516. So 15 is when they like talk to their loved ones and are trying to make the decision. And then they spend that night apart. And then decision day is um, 16, right? where we actually see what happens. And then 17 is when we have the reunion. So next time we're going to be talking about 1516. We're actually going to know what happens with these folks. And then um, mm-hmm. we're going to wrap up the whole season with that the episode 17 and see what happens in the reunion. All oh, the tea is going to be spilled. I can't wait <laughs> to, to be able to look yeah. back and like research all the different things that we were wondering about. Cause uh, mm-hmm. oh, it's been a roller coaster. I'm uh like if you're if you're watching this with us please go and like watch something relaxing because there's a lot of drama that we had to take in lady in these the past tr- two episodes lady in the, tr- lady in the <laughs> great tram? british bake-off what? making it some baking show great british bake-off <laughs> yeah like just shows where like people are happy with each other like go watch that because mm-hmm. don't don't bring this drama into your everyday okay. life don't 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 that's right do it mm-hmm. also if you haven't followed us yet we are cup of three podcast on instagram uh, we'll be posting, you know, like who our favorite couples are, what we're voting for each week, if we're saying yes or no, if we're saying yes or no, sorry, I just hit the thing. Um, and so let us know what you're thinking. And uh, we're also a cup of three podcast at gmail.com. If there's uh, other things you want us to include, we can't wait to talk to you. Thank you for joining.